This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. QL Daily on Twitter. We're here weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the BetQL Audio Network. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Find it at iTunes, Spotify, or Radio.com. And you can watch us live, Radio.com slash BetQL Daily. Let's go out to Vegas and uh, welcome in, JJ. We've got Nick Kalikas from Circus Sports. Uh, does a lot of their UFC numbers. I know he's also a pro better. Nick, we appreciate your time this morning getting us set for uh, the big card coming up this weekend. And, and I wanted to branch out because we have some listeners that don't bet UFC every single weekend. Let's uh, let's talk strategy because I hear from a lot of different uh, UFC bettors. They only take dogs. They say there's so much value when you look between plus 100, plus 200 on some of these dogs on a regular basis, what kind of better are you and uh, what kind of different strategies do you see in the game? Well, first off, thanks for having me on. Appreciate you guys, you know, giving me the call and putting me on the radio with you guys. It's uh, an honor to be here. Uh, as far as dogs and favorites in MMA betting, I am a little bit more focused on dogs myself. I mean, that's not every scenario, obviously, so you have to pick your spots. I mean, if you're just going to blindly bet all dogs, it's, I don't think it's going to work out the greatest for you. So, I mean, you got to find the value spots just like anything else. I mean, the closing line value in MMA, I don't think is as strong typically as we see in other sports. But at the same time, I mean, the line value is king. So I do look for more dogs. But if there's a good favorite price right, I think you got to go for that as well. Well, Nick, that's a good, good point and a question I'm going to bring up because I look in the line movement a lot, especially reverse line movement. When I see it in other sports, when I see it in the NFL, when I see it in college basketball, is it something that you should read into as well when you're monitoring UFC and the MMA uh, style here? I mean, it's a definitely important. I mean, an indicator in future fights as well. So the line movement, line history, you definitely have to consider. There's no doubt about that. And again, just getting in at the right time, if you know a line's going to close a little bit higher or lower or whatnot, yeah, it's definitely important. What do you like to, uh, this weekend? Where where would you start? Take us anywhere you like, uh, just strongest opinion. Well, right now, I mean, we have to start off with the main event. I mean, the headliner is phenomenal. We're coming off of a huge UFC heavyweight battle last weekend that pulled a huge upset, obviously, with Derek Lewis able to knock out Curtis Blades. Well, in this fight, we have another heavyweight matchup coming up headlining this weekend's card. And I think it has knockout potential either way here as well. So it's hard to lay the chalk on a guy like gone because he's kind of not unproven because he is coming off a huge win over JDS. Um, but so is Rosenstrike. So I think Rosenstrike has been a little bit more battle tested. You have to respect that dog power. So in the main event, I think it's a dog or pass situation, maybe looking to bet some inside the distance props or knockout props on Rosenstrike. But as far as I think where you find a value spot on this card, a fight that just kind of got pushed to this card and you're looking at Pedro Munoz. I mean, he has a rematch against Jimmy Rivera. Jimmy Rivera is an outstanding fighter. Both these guys making some waves in the Bantamweight division. 
they had a split decision fight not long ago. And I think this rematch here proves to be a big fight for both gentlemen. I think you have to kind of lean a little bit more towards the dog side, this area. And that is obviously Pedro Munoz coming in strong here. So the plus money, plus 125, plus 130, I think you do have to look for Munoz and the dog side here. Okay. Ankolov, massive, massive favorite. Any value in Krylov or not so much? I think Krylov's a stud, to be honest with you. I mean, this guy delivers time and time again. But I guess Ankolov, he is one of these guys that I think is a future potential champion of the light heavyweight division. So I don't think it's an easy fight. I don't think you can actually lay the chalk here either. The line's probably priced about right. So it's a favorite or pass situation. You just can't lay 350 against a guy like Krylov, though. Yeah, that's a, that's a big number. Um, I, I did want to go back, Nick, to uh, some of the strategy because uh, s- with some betters, you throw the word parlay and you think novice. They don't know what they're doing. They're green in the business. They're going to lose all their money and they're just going to keep depositing and depositing. However, parlays are, are much more popular in UFC. Uh, you can hit some big tickets. W- what is your thought process on people that bet parlays in UFC? Yeah, I think that's the other logical or, or misleading fact that one gambling have, I mean, people usually shy away, pros shy away from doing parlays. We know that's kind of more of a square move, so to speak, but in MMA, I mean, if you put a couple, two or three teamers together, I think you definitely have to make money. So I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, maybe a, a two team chalk parlay, especially in a card like this. I think you can find some value and pick a spot. And obviously you're getting more for your money in a situation like that, I, I think it's a little bit easier to hit a two-team or two-fighter parlay in MMA than it would be normal sports as well. So I think a parlay strategy is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, Nick, in general, do you find yourself more inclined to go bigger on these main events? Or for somebody spending time doing a lot of research on the sport, do you find a lot more value in diving into these undercards, narrowing in on these undercards, and then getting the plays and getting the fighters that you like? For me, most of the time, it is the latter of the two. I think the undercard fighters, the prelim fighters, a lot of times they hold a little bit more value. I mean, the bookmakers, the odds makers that are coming out with some of these lines from offshore in Europe and Vegas, they don't dig in to the prelim fighters quite as much. And the public doesn't bet into those fights as much either. So you could definitely find some value spots that are kind of underestimated and underlooked as far as the prelims going undercards. Now, main events obviously draw more attention and typically get bet with public money. So you can take advantage of the public line movement in those cases. So I love that factor. But overall, I think the prelims and some of the fights that kind of fly under the radar, especially fight night cards, are cards you do want to kind of target. And you could definitely potentially make more money on situations like that. Are we going to see Khabib again? I hope so, man. I mean, obviously, he's one of the greatest of all time. Just such just, I mean, a human being, an amazing human being, obviously. I mean, with his background and everything, he is the biggest draw in the UFC outside of Conor McGregor. So I hope we get to see him. I mean, there's a lot of good that comes with him. But he hasn't got nothing to prove. I mean, who's going to really give him a challenge these days in the lightweight division? So I think if he comes back, it is going to have to be like a George St. Pierre type of fight, a super fight, fighting a you know former legend like him, or possibly if the money's right against Conor McGregor, if Conor gets on a mini winning streak, I think there's an option there for him as well. But outside yeah. of that, I mean, there's not much to come back to. You know, he's just done it all. He's got the money. He doesn't need that. Um, I mean, and retiring undefeated, I mean, that's quite a feat. I mean, obviously, Floyd Mayweather did it in boxing or whatnot. But, I mean, to do an MMA, that's just a different beast. So I think Khabib's good for the time being. I hope he does come back. I think it's kind of 60-40 that he does not, if I had to guess. 
Okay, okay, Nick. Obviously, Conor McGregor is that household name for UFC. But if there is somebody who's going to take that mantle from him, who would that one particular fighter be? Well, right now it looks like it's uh, Israel Adesanya, um, sort of speak, because he's got that kind of swag, that persona that a lot of people love and are getting behind. And he goes out there and just finishes his opponent. Uh, he puts on really awesome performances as well. He's fighting for the light heavyweight strap as we speak coming up next weekend, and he's already the middleweight king. So I think if he can win that light heavyweight title, which he's favored to do, by the way, I mean, that's just going to take his stock to an all-time high. So I think right now, Adesanya, everything's right in front of him. I mean, like I said, he's, I think in the next, not quite, nobody's going to catch Conor McGregor. I mean, he's just a special, special, I think, unique talent. But outside of that, I think a guy like Israel Adesanya could definitely make a run to get towards that spot. Uh, with Nick Kalikas uh, from Circus Sports here talking uh, this weekend's UFC card. Uh, Nick, any other ones uh, that we have not hit on yet? That Any other fights that you feel strong about? I mean, on this card, like I said, one of my favorite plays is definitely Munoz. I mean, you're getting plus money value there. The rest of the yeah. card, I think there's a lot of fool's gold when it comes to some of these dogs, though. I mean, there's tempting spots for sure. I think Kroom over Caceres is a little lean for me. I, I think his ability to finish fights, and Caceres does have some problems defensively at times, especially getting his back taken or whatnot. Kroom has a submission game, and he's got some offensive power. So as a dog, I think Kroom is a little bit tempting possibly to look at. Um, another fight in the ladies' division, De La Rosa over uh, Silva, I think there's a possibility for dog money there as well. That fight's going to be a coin flip. So if you're going to look to bet a fight, I think you've got to look at maybe at those two dogs slightly leaning their direction because they're more of a, a closer to toss-up type of fights. I mean, obviously, I think Casera should be a slight favorite, maybe not minus 190-ish is what we have right now at Circa over Kroom. And then, again, Silva's about minus 145 over De La Rosa. And I think those are probably a little bit overpriced, but they will be competitive fights. So you got to be cautious on this card. Like I said, I'm just I'm approaching it with a little bit more cautious because I do think it's one of those spots that maybe we do see a lot of these underdogs that look tempting that might not come through. Nick, as far as the handicapping standpoint, did you start in fighting or did you evolve going from the other sports and really finding your niche and really finding your love for being able to take advantage and capitalize on this market? How did you go about that particular handicapping journey? Actually, it started for me, I mean, like back late 2003. So I, and I did start with combat sports. I mean, that was my background coming in, you know, to the gambling industry. It was, I have a Taekwondo striking background, point karate fighting or whatnot. It, I, it obviously led me into MMA and, and whatnot as well. So about end of 2003, I started um, generating and creating original odds. And a lot of the offshore sports books started using those odds. So for me, it did originate with combat sports. And obviously now, you know, we're sitting at 2021. It's been a long time and uh, the industry's evolved and changed quite a bit. At the beginning, a lot of people were kind of knocking UFC comparing it actually to WWE line. So there was a lot to kind of go through <laughs> to get the respect yeah. from sports books to actually offer this stuff. And now what we're seeing on the Dom best screen and on a weekly basis, it's ridiculous, right? There's so many fights being offered, which is awesome. So the sport has taken it to another level, but for me, it's more of a combat sports background. And then after the UFC and, you know, originating the lines or whatnot, I kind of branched out after that and became more of an overall risk kind of, you know, management team member or whatnot as well. So I do dabble in all sports, but, my focus is still to this day combat sports and especially MMA and UFC. Uh, Nick, you're a busy man, risk supervisor over at Circus Sports. I know you do plenty of TV work as well. Uh, you have to bet, but you're, you obviously have to go elsewhere to bet. You just referenced the Don Best screen, and, and, and I was just curious, kind of novice as far as uh, UFC goes. 
have you have you how has the market matured over the past recent years as this has blown up? Is it like other sports where all of the various books just move with the market, or are you able to find some uh, lines that are outliers? No, you could definitely still continue to find lines that are outliers. A lot of the the industry kind of moves slow at times, depending on, you know, the market's so big right now and different people react a different way. Like different sports books obviously have a different philosophy as far as bookmaking goes. So there's definitely value spots to find. And a lot of people that, you know, won't move as quick on speed moves or whatnot as well. But I mean, overall, I still think it's, you know, it's a unique sport. It's, it's different than anything else. I mean, I don't think you compare MMA. Like I said, I think the closest thing and it's going to sound crazy is kind of NFL football. I mean, it just, fits in so well to the gambling aspect of things, right? The ratings for NFL obviously go up huge. Everybody's betting on NFL. It's the most popular sport to bet. I think MMA is not obviously at that point, but I mean, the growth and how it, well it fits into the gambling aspect of things with these fighters and everybody just getting into it and putting their money on these cards is just kind of snowballed to the point where it's just amazing right now. It's, I didn't think it would get this big. I didn't think it would go mainstream, honestly. As mm-hmm. I mean, I thought potentially it could, but I mean, now we're here and it's definitely an important part of the gambling market. So I love it. Nick, how wild is that new sports book over at Circa? Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, you know, obviously I work there, so I'm going to be biased, but it definitely is. Nah, it's okay. Of- you can be biased. <laughs> I saw that swimming pool, dude. You can, you can be as biased as you want because I, I don't have a dog in a fight, and I can't wait to go. Full disclosure. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. A lot of, I mean, the sports book, the world's biggest sports book inside Circa Las Vegas is just beautiful. I mean, the, the TV screens obviously, you know, speak for themselves. Just the setup, it's, the layout's so nice. It's awesome to watch a game there. But on top of that, you have Stadium Swim that, I mean, the weather Vegas is obviously pretty beautiful. I mean, most of the time of the year, right? So a lot of fans can come out and take advantage of it. And Stadium Swim is just as nice. As, as, I think it's almost better than watching it inside the sports book, which is hard to argue. But, I mean, it, it's just as good. So at least, you know, and a lot of people actually prefer Stadium Swim over the sports book indoors. So, I mean, both ends of it, you cannot go wrong. I, I personally was able to watch the Super Bowl at Stadium Swim, and it was one of the best viewing experiences I've ever had. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, inside and out, Circa Las Vegas, the new resort is just top of the line. I mean, world class for sure. Nick Kalikas of uh, Circus Sports making us jealous. JJ's over in New York. I'm in the Chicago area. We're fu- I'm getting excited because the snow's just finally starting to melt. Well, it's I melting can actually so see I some can play golf in a few weeks. That's the idea. If I can be out on the exactly. golf course by uh, Selection Sunday or the week before, we're all right. So we don't have it as good as you right now, Nick. Just saying. You'll get there. You'll get there. But I, I'm, I'm from Ohio personally, so I understand okay. that I get the Midwest type of weather. So I don't obviously miss the snow as much. Um, you know, I, I do – dig the weather here in Vegas, but like I said, you guys will get there and get on the golf course, I'm sure, soon enough. At Fight Odds on Twitter, Nick Kalikas. Nick, uh, best of luck this weekend, all right? Uh, thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me on and uh, looking forward to doing more of these in the future. You got awesome. it, Nick. Job well done. We need yeah. guys like that, Joe. Listen, the, the UFC, listen, I like to have a good handle on the NFL and the college hoops and the NBA. Like, uh, I feel like I'm exactly where I need to be. This is where I need a little coaching. This is where I need a little info. So Nick coming on and sharing some insight for us to give us some help over the weekend. JJ, you mentioned you're going to be doing the Super Contest for the first time this uh, next football season. Well, Circa has their own version. Well, that's the they... one I want to get in, by the oh, way. That's listen, the one you're doing? I want to get out to Circa, exactly. Okay. Yeah, They've I got the, the Survivor idea. Pool, too, which is pretty wild. Well, how about that? That's impressive. Yeah. That's yeah. super impressive. Yeah, I'm I'm a sucker for survivor pools. I'm probably do one in uh, college basketball as well. It's uh yeah, any contest like I'm in, 
I'm in. I was mad that we've got legalized sports betting here in Illinois. I'm like, why don't we have our own version of the super contest? Nobody can fly anywhere last year. Horrendous. Hey, 2021. It's our year. Fingers yeah, crossed. We're, <laughs> we're getting there. John Jastrzewski, Joe Ostrowski. This is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Let's uh, go back over the NBA card, see if we can find out some props for the people. You're locked into the BetQL Audio Network.